Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to TMZ Live. Harvey Levin here. Charles here. Taylor Swift going to the Super Bowl, everybody. I don't know oh, how that's... The, uh, how also, about, also the Kansas City Chiefs. How about the Chiefs <laughs> and the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl and one of the fans there will be Taylor Swift. Yeah. So the question is, <laughs> will she just be one of the fans of the Super Bowl in Las Vegas or will she be a performer uh, in Las Vegas during the Super Bowl? This, breathe, he is, breathe. He is so triggered I'm by this. I'm seething about this. He is so this, angry at this rumor. The second the Chiefs won, someone in the world of the internet decided they wanted to make this into a story that Taylor Swift was somehow going to be performing, that they were just going to plug her in to perform at the Super Bowl. When there are already all the performance slots in the pregame, in the pre-pregame, in the halftime, they're all taken. I get it, but here's 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 the rub here, and I, I'm with you. And it's offensive I, to all of those performers. I, I know, but I'm with you to a point. The fact is, the NFL is catering to the Taylor Swift mania. They just are, and you know that, uh, of course. And and they and, have been. And and because they're and by the way, there's some evidence that Taylor's pissed off about that. There is. Which we'll, we'll get to. We'll in a get moment. to in a minute. But, but they have catered to this. They have stoked the coals on this. And there now have been a rumblings that maybe Taylor will be on stage with Usher during halftime show, that she will even perform with Usher during the halftime show. We have a definitive answer. And the answer is, she ain't gonna do it. That we have sources with direct knowledge connected to CBS who are telling us, and I, and. I know the quality of this information, it's accurate. Um, she is not gonna be on that stage, she is not gonna perform, it is Usher's moment, she will be a fan in the stands. Where she should be. Yeah, no, <laughs> and, and I agree. I feel bad for Usher though, you've got this obvious, obviously a right. giant superstar, and all everyone is thinking right now is, I wish Taylor was at the very least going to be out there and performing with him. It, it is taken away from his moment, even if she isn't going to be out there, which we obviously know now she is not going to be. I really think it is taken away from Usher's moment. I, I don't think it will take away from it when he's actually on stage. I think it's got to hurt him a bit that people would even be talking about yeah, it's it. It's disrespectful to it's a legend. It's absolutely disrespectful. Well, you are really angry at well, this. Well, there's just no reason for it. It's like... It's like you have an incredible I'm, performer, I'm, I'm, I'm and now we have to have the blind side, who, like, Sandra Bullock's got to show up and save the freaking day? No. We're good over here. We're good. That's, that is hysterical. I think Babcock hit something on the nose, though, is that she knows that this is Taylor or Travis's time to shine, and Taylor honestly didn't let that play into when she was down on the field. She saw, she let him talk to, you know, his mom, his dad. Everyone was coming up to him congratulating him. She said her, you know, hugs, kisses, all the things. There was even some rumors that possibly they said, I love you to each other while they were down there on the field. But she knew, like, standing all the way in the back because they didn't cut as much to her during this game. They were really focused on the game. She well, was all uh, the way up at the top. Hold on, let me finish. She was
was uh-huh. all the way up at the top behind a bunch of rows. Usually she's front row and they can to her in, all in the a time. In a, in a suite, yeah. But and then even when he saw her his brother down on the field, she like took a step aside and let him do his thing. So I feel like all of this, you know, towards the Super Bowl and things like that, yeah, the rumors are gonna swirl. And even though we know today it may not be true. Who knows what could happen over the week? Stop it. Stop it. Over the week. We're still two weeks away. We're still two weeks away. You're trying to make it into something. So as for them not cutting to her enough, roll the tape. Because even Taylor, this is during the game, even Taylor had had it with all these cameras trained on her. So Watch friend her face. Lo- looks up and they, they're looking at a monitor in the suite. And they, they can tell that the camera shot her. is they're on them. staying on her. Now watch what she mouths. She, go away, please. Go away, please. Even Taylor Swift was done yeah. with all of this attention. I, I get that she is. And, and, and it's also, offen- uh, the Usher part aside, it's offensive to Travis Kelsey. This is his job. It's his office. She's showing up as a spectator, and that's it. This is his day. It's his you, team. You know, by the way, this is not it's reality, right? Time. It's not shine. reality. It's, when when the NFL. No, the, the NFL can. They can. I get it that they're gonna they're gonna capitalize on the fact that she's at the game. Well, but that's but why people is, are doing this. But she's there at at the game as a spectator, and that's all she should be, and that's all she wants so to let be. Me, I'm so, sure. So, so let me ask you a question: Do you think? that this Super Bowl will get more viewers than any Super Bowl in history. I don't know if more than in history. I think a lot of that has to do with the game also. I agree. That has to happen. Does some of it have to do with Taylor Swift? Absolutely. There's 100%. a lot. 100%. That's Dorian from PG County, Maryland. And this whole Taylor Swift thing just it enhances everything. The Super Bowl is already the most watched event. It's going to double that just off of her fan Double? Days. And <laughs> them off of just saying, her saying love you, that's what they're trying to say. I'm not surprised, and they're saying about them getting married after Travis get a ring here. Mm-hmm. I want to pump the brakes a little bit, let them, you know. Oh, I think I think they're gonna get married. By the way, so now if you're CBS, the Super Bowl is coming up. Taylor is now on camera, making it clear she hates when they have the camera on her. They're gonna in, keep in the, the they're gonna keep the camera on her. They keep the camera oh, on her, right? Absolutely. And someone says to her, "Please don't do that." By again. the way, please don't matter. The that. NFL may just be small potatoes for Taylor Swift because, real quickly. Um, there was a poll taken. She could determine the outcome of the presidential election we're gonna in November, get that, uh, which we're going to get into. Uh, but we are going to move on to another big singing star uh, and a big surprising announcement from Britney Spears. She's apologizing to Justin Timberlake and even uh, advocating for people to go out and buy his new music. Uh, the shocking announcement came late Sunday night. Brittany uh, said, the wording was basically, I, I want to apologize if I offended anyone that I wrote about in my book. If I offended anyone I deeply care but about. But she's clearly talking about Justin. She doesn't say his name there, but then immediately she says, I also want to say I love his new song, Selfish, uh, and loved seeing him on Jimmy Fallon and on SNL, I'm sure, also. But you, you, got, you got to put some context on this, which is that on Friday, when Justin's song, Selfish, came out, um, Britney fans were so angry at him still from reading the book right. that they they went back to one of her songs, which by the way was called Selfish. They which started was not buying a hit. it. Not a hit, but they but started buying it. So it would it top Justin and it became number one. So there was a reason she was targeting Justin on Yeah, this. she's obviously trying to get her fans to kind of loosen up on Justin a little bit. But here's the thing. In her book, which she did mention in her statement, she really went after him. She talked about all things about 
the abortion that she had when she was pregnant with his child. She talked about how he was cheating on her, and there was a specific moment where he passed by a really good-looking dancer, and he said, like, oh, I got with that. I hit that last night. You know, things like that that really made you have, like, total disgust for this guy and made you feel really sorry for Britney. But obviously, she's trying to say, like, things are good now. We have seen her dance to some of Justin's songs, but I don't know if fans are going to fully accept him back this quickly. Well, the, I, I can tell you this, that we have sources that know what they're talking about uh, on this. And when Britney wrote about the abortion, she never intended to drag him over it. She wanted to recount it, but it was never intended to drag him because she said they had a discussion mm -hmm. and they made a decision and had he not have been the father. That's the part, she, that's the part she's got to left. She should have left that part out. That's right. Yeah. She left out the part about had he not been the father, she I would, would have, have had, had the baby. baby. That's but, the part that they, that you just got to give him a little nugget and the Britney fans are going to seize on it. And they just lunge on it. Right. They just lunge on it. That but she never mistake. intended that to be dragging him because he didn't bully her to do it. They had a right. discussion. They were 19 years old. He made a decision, she listened, they made a decision, yep. and that's what happened. But I don't know. It would be mean, interesting to see where selfish, uh, if Britney's selfish falls back now it, and his falls off. His up, songs are not doing great in terms of charting. They're not yep. doing great right now. He was on, he was on SNL over the weekend. Um, he released the second song. But yeah, performed the second song. He announced his tour. But yeah, Selfish, as a single, was pretty good out of the out of the box, but right now it's already falling. And it's down, I think, what did you say? Is it 50, Vic? You said, yeah, 50. And this this is a big moment for him. This album has to do well, or Justin really kind of becomes a legacy act. So this is a big deal for him. Indeed. Hi, I'm Brittany Cherry out of Charlotte, North Carolina. And if this is Britney Spears' truth that she wrote in the book, she has absolutely nothing to apologize for. I think that in the grand scheme of things, they were both really young people and they both made mistakes in this relationship. And I'm sure he has enough to apologize to Brittany. She was gracious enough to extend this olive branch. So I think he should go ahead and apologize as well. And I can think of a few people that Justin owes an apology to. Not just Britney. I think I know what you're talking about. Initials JJ. Uh, yeah. Well, Megan the Stallion started it with Hiss, and now uh, Nicki Minaj aims to end their war with her diss track, which is called Bigfoot. <laughs> I'm, um, sorry, I'm sorry for laughing, but it's <laughs> the title alone. Is, I mean, look at this art that she created. We for should it. not laugh at this. I mean, it's it, 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 it's bullying at the very least, but. Whatever, you also say, like, this is what rap artists do, right? right? You have these feuds, you go back and forth. But Nikki got very, very personal. Just to take you back, last week... Well, when, so did Meg. Yes, as I'm saying, Megan, when she released Hiss, had a line about uh, Megan's Law, um, a reference to Kenneth Petty that's, being a sex offender. That's personal. And to, yes, very personal. And so ever since then, Nicki Minaj has just been flaming everything around Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, go, well, you're gonna hear, in the, we're gonna play a little bit of Bigfoot for you, but she goes after um, Meg's former boyfriend. She go, insinuates that Meg is easy and that lots of people in the industry are sleeping with her, on and on. And of course, the references to her foot and the fact that she got shot, uh, the fact that she's mocking the fact that Meg was shot by Tory Lanez in the foot. So here is a little bit of Bigfoot. 
of a man when she die. How you gonna get a king and can't cry? Child, bye. Big foot, but you still a small fry. Swearing on your dead mother when you lie. Hey yo, this little begging whore, talking about Megan's law. If you a ghost, write a party in Megan jaw. Shot stone, but I still ain't let Megan see. Bad bitch, she like six foot. I call her big foot. The bitch fell off. I said, get up on your good foot. Yeah, and it goes on for several wow. minutes. Uh, it is a mostly a cappella uh, track. And the interesting thing here is the reaction to the song. Uh, there are a lot, a lot of people in the comments who are saying this song is trash. And some of them seem, li seem like they're actually Nicki's fans, but they're just not with this song. They're not with the song because it's really just unnecessary. Um, people are saying that Meg never actually called Nikki out or Kenneth out by name. So one, they're just feeling like she's oh, doing please. too much. Come like on. She's that's, doing too that's, much. That's ridiculous. It well, was definitely. It was clearly directed at them. It, even I mean, if that's so, not even, even an issue. Even if so, they're also feeling like Nicki Minaj at this point in her career is just being a bully. If you think about most of the female rap feuds that we've had in recent years, Nicki Minaj is at the, she's the, the common denominator in most of them. You have Nicki Minaj Cardi B, you have Nicki Minaj Lotto, Nicki Minaj Remy Ma, Nicki Minaj Little Kim. <laughs> the list just goes on and on. And if you really because think she's about at the it, top. because she's at the top and she wants and she feels no, like they're she's, all trying no, to come No, because for her she crown. finds it. No, because she finds an issue with every single thing. But she thing. didn't start this. It was was Meg Thee Stallion who started this. She started it. There wouldn't be a rap war. This wouldn't have happened if it weren't for Meg. So I don't understand why Nikki can't respond to what Meg did, which is really personal. I don't get it. Because Nicki Minaj is above this. Nicki Minaj has been around for decades at this point. She does not need to answer to every single critic or every single rap lyric or bar that comes after her. People are going to come after her. But that's she's the best. She's the best. We're going to come after her. You need, she needs to not always respond. But if you she went don't on for come 72 hours, But Harvey. responding doesn't make it bullying. Right, when responding you're, when, is what you're when, supposed to do in hip-hop. She, re she responded and she kept going on Twitter. Well, yeah. she's, she's still going right now Meg as we speak. She's it. literally still going. Meg doesn't care. Meg was out partying this weekend. Meg is saying, please go make sure you still stream the album. Good morning, Bat. She's not, she doesn't care. Nikki is the only one still, literally, to this, to this hour, on Twitter, still talking about the song. And Charles, at the beginning of the segment, you said she wants to end the feud with this song. She went yeah, on to say that there's going to be a part two. And yeah, then she's going to dive did, even deeper. That's right. She did actually threaten that there's, there's going to be another another part to it and basically said to Meg, you don't want this to come out. By the way, the notion which I just said about a lot of her fans um, thinking that the song is trash, Nikki's not buying that at all. Um, she actually tweeted, pointed out that um, the song has uh, just, what you say, broke a record for highest debut in Apple Music history. So how is that rejecting it? Um, I would only say that in order for them to reject it, they would have to actually listen to the song. So she is getting listens. It's she's how, getting, she's it's getting how streams, but no one's, no one's buying the song. Yeah, you can go on Apple iTunes and click like to well, listen to it, but she's it. getting the streams. But yeah. at the end of the day, I'm going to say Meg wins because Meg has had to do no promoting for this, this song. Nikki has done it all for her. People are going to click on Meg's song just to make sure to hear what Nikki was saying. So at the end of the day, Nikki's really just helping Meg. Unfortunately, I don't agree with things that are being said about, you know, the deceased. I feel like it should be left out of it. But when you are in a fight, you have to win by any means necessary. So I get it. Okay, we're going to move on. Kim Kardashian's next project um, which is all about the legend um, Elizabeth Taylor. Yep. And that uh, there is a connection 
between Kim Kardashian and Elizabeth Taylor. And so Kim is now on board as executive producer of a BBC documentary about Elizabeth Taylor's life. Um, the connection, which I didn't realize this, but Kim Kardashian is actually the last person to interview uh, Elizabeth Taylor before her death. They interviewed her in 2011. Did not realize that. Yeah. And now Kim is going to be an executive producer, and she's also going to be featured in an on-camera role talking about Elizabeth Taylor and her life in this three-part documentary that's uh, being put together and produced uh, by the BBC. So this has already been in the works, and they, I think they just brought her in recently on this. And, 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 and what's interesting about this documentary, I mean, I know a lot about Elizabeth Taylor just because I'm old. And, um, and, you know, a lot of people look at Elizabeth Taylor and they think of, oh my God, she was married eight times, she had addiction issues, but she was a lot also more, a, she was a lot more she, than that. She was a very successful The biggest actress. movie star right. in the world. She was a social activist who was hugely important in the AIDS crisis. Hugely important in the, it, probably more than anybody, anybody. And as a matter of fact, Dr. Fauci is in this documentary. Right. So she did a lot of good, and I think he's it, in it. We say in it talking about what she did for the AIDS crisis. Right. 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 And, it, and it was a big deal what she did, and um, celebrating her life. Um, I'm I'm going to watch sense. this. Yeah, Makes I'm going to watch this. Yes. You can't escape her. <laughs> you can't um, escape. You just her. can't. Um, I, look, I, just, Taylor Swift is everywhere. Aside from the NFL stuff and the Super Bowl, which we talked about, now she is um, extremely, according to one poll, uh, extremely influential in presidential politics. Well, not just influential. She could turn this election. So many people are looking at her to know what to do. She could turn this election. Uh, there was a poll uh, that came out that said 18%, 18% of voters said they were more likely to vote for a candidate if Taylor Swift uh, were backing them. Taylor, now, there's, Taylor a, there, them. there's another side to that, which is 17% of the people said that they were less likely. Which is reflective of America, folks. Right. Uh, <laughs> Divided uh, down the middle. So just how powerful could she be? Uh, there's someone who has studied um, celebrity influence in the world of politics. Uh, his name is Mark Harvey. He's a professor at the University of St. Mary uh, and wrote this book, Celebrity Influence, Politics, Persuasion, and Issue-Based Advocacy. So, Mark, uh, welcome to Team Z Live. Hey, Mark. Hey, it's great to be here. I, I got to add in, like, I'm a Kansas City guy. St. Mary's in Kansas City. So Taylor Swift's kind of a hometown girl now. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem, <laughs> is you're going into this bias when we're going to talk to you about this, because... Well, when you wrote the book, she was not. She was not, at that point, right. attached yeah. to And Kansas I admit, City. I'm a bit of a Swifty, but I'm going to probably give you some pretty sober analysis here. Oh. Okay, so okay. so let's do it. So 18% say more likely, 17% um, say less likely. It looks like if she does do it, she's going to support Biden, because she did in 2020. Is she going to have an impact? The fact is most celebrities do not have that much impact when it comes to endorsement. And it's not that we that they definitely do not. It's just that it's kind of hard to prove with all of the other variables running around in the environment. I mean, most people's models on who's going to become the president have more to do with, you know, how in high inflation is or what's the president's approval rating and, you know, what's the economy like and how do I feel? Um, not so much about like, who supports the president or the other candidate or whatever. 
Now, that's not to say it's impossible for that to happen. There is one measured case in which a major celebrity endorsement made a difference, and that was Oprah Winfrey in the 2008 race, where she endorsed Barack Obama in the primaries. And this study, anyway, indicates it may have tipped her over, at least in that primary, which became a tipping point for him to actually run for president. Um, so not impossible. And Taylor's huge. You know, if she had like a major event like Oprah Winfrey did, where she came up and gave a big speech and, you know, did that, you know, who knows? Maybe that's possible. Um, but there are a lot of other factors going on here that probably would reflect that 18 to 17 percent difference. She's going to make a huge difference to those 18 percent of people and she's going to turn off the other 17 percent. I want to be a little more of a naysayer than you. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give you my case and then I want you to challenge me if you want. Um, I don't think she's going to make a difference for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, she appeals to young voters and young voters are less likely to vote than older voters. Number two, uh -huh. you're right that it increased registration, but this isn't about registration or even who you like. At this point, I mean, we've been through it. We went through it in 2020. People are either going to be for Biden or they're going to be for Trump. They've made their minds up. It's about getting the vote out. And the problem with Biden with young people right now is a lot of them are against his policy in Israel. So when you add all of that up and the fact that people don't want 80-year-olds running anymore and there really is that there's kind of a lethargy with young people, I don't really see it happening. What about you? Actually, what you're saying is much more consistent with what my research says, for better or worse, that if you're looking at, and keep in mind, my research focuses more on the impact of celebrity endorsements on issues as opposed to individuals, right? But if you take things like wedge issues, things, questions like, you know, could Taylor Swift convince people who love guns to give up their guns? Or could she convince people who are against abortion to suddenly be you know, pro-choice or something like that? The answer to that is no. They do have a substantial ability to influence people on a lot of issues, but probably not those extreme issues. And honestly, this, is, it, this may end up being a replay of the 2020 election. And most people have already chosen their sides. Right. And that middle that usually determines the outcome is smaller than, it's ever, than it ever has been. So I think it's a long shot. But on the very outside chance that perhaps she can influence measurably that more young people show up to vote, which you know could be measurable after the 2024 election, you could say, yeah, sure, maybe. But that's why I'm also a little reticent to come out and say, oh, yeah, it's going to make a huge difference because normally they don't. I mean, it, it's crazy. Like even in advertising, people, there's not a lot of good evidence that suggests that, that celebrity endorsements of advertising products work. They only work in certain circumstances, and the percentages aren't great. Don't tell the companies that that are paying for the Super Bowl. Right, exactly, <laughs> paying through the, through the nose for it. Um, one more question, Mark. That's the from the voter side. From Taylor's side, is there, or you know, in your research for the celebrity, how much are they risking in advocating for one side or another on a political issue or a particular candidate? What are they risking as far as their view in the public's eye? I will say that times have changed substantially. If you were to ask me the qu this question in the 1990s, I would say most entertainers do not want to go out on a limb and have people say, you know, uh, associate their product with whatever their political views are, right? They want to abstain. And honestly, that was Taylor Swift's position for a long time. But then when Trump was elected, um, she didn't show up for the women's rally in Washington, D.C., made a lot of her fans mad, and it's shortly thereafter that she started engaging. And the fact is, is that for about the last eight or more years, 
um, with, with the rise of, of social media and Twitter in particular and that kind of thing, you know, celebrities almost cannot afford, can't afford not to take a position of some sort because there's a certain base of their family and their, their fan base that is ultimately going to be um, alienated from them. Yeah. Wow. All right. Um, who knew that we were going to get not just an expert, but an expert from Kansas City today. And a, a Swifty <laughs> at that. <laughs> Mark, we really appreciate the time. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Anytime. Really appreciate it. I, I buy what he's saying. Yeah. I don't think it's going to make that big a difference. Yeah. Uh, we are taking a break. All right. When we come back, Jay Leno filing for a conservatorship over his wife. And we found out why he's filed this. Something very admirable about this couple that people have loved for decades. You will love them even more after you find out. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Uh, you know, in recent years, obviously because of Britney Spears, I think the word conservatorship has become sort of a trigger for the public. Which it should not be, but... Right. Um, Thank and, you, Free Britney, folks. Yeah. Um, but, and I'm not, but, but can I just say, I'm not even saying that so much about, I know what you about the conservatorship with Britney. Right. There were issues there, but the way this was, the way this was laid out... Conservatorship are always... Conservatorships can do real good. Yes. Uh, and clearly... That is the hope of Jay Leno. We broke the story over the weekend, and it was really a sad story to break. You know, oftentimes we end up reporting things that we think about it and go like, this is just a rough one. Jay Leno has filed for a conservatorship over his wife, Mavis. And we found out that the reason is that Mavis has Alzheimer's disease, and she is uh, battling that now. And whatever stage she's in, which we're not really clear on how, how advanced it is, obviously Jay feels it's advanced enough to file so for this. What you need to do with a conservatorship like this is you need to show that the person in question is really unable to care for themselves. And so Jay has filed, they've been together for 40 decades. Something years? Yeah, yeah, no, decades. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is they were out over the weekend, the two of them, um, at a comedy Sunday club, yeah. which is actually great that Mavis was able to get out and that she's still able to do that. But apparently, serious enough that Jay filed legal docs for the conservatorship. And they, they don't have any kids together. Apparently, Mavis never wanted children. So I wonder, because usually, you know, when your, your parents get older, or, you know, they can't take care of themselves. Obviously, usually kids step in and they kind of make these, those decisions. So that's probably obviously why uh, Jay filed uh, these documents. And God, it's been a rough couple years for Jay, though. I mean, like burn. Remember he got in that terrible burn weird freak accident yeah. in the car and he crashed his motorcycle so but yeah it's just uh oh, sucks and after those accidents a lot of times you heard jay talking about how mavis was there for him and really right helped him recover so we just wish them yeah really wish them the best hey lee da vinci memphis tennessee dealing with you know someone who may not even remember what's going on five minutes from now to 30 seconds ago it, it can be very very challenging and for him to be able to still stay with her and, 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 you know, keep her by his side. That's, that's actually phenomenal, man. Yeah. And I, yeah, yeah no, it's, 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 it's really sweet. Okay. Yeah. We're going to move on. Yeah. Moving on to, uh, the subject you're going to see us dig into a, a really just a shocking case. Uh, but we're going to, this is one of our, uh, TMZ investigates, uh, docu-series, uh, that was airing on Monday nights here on Fox. And you will see this one tonight about, a really startling case, Harvey. I know that you've said it is the just the greatest travesty of uh, of the justice system 
that you've witnessed. It's called Killing a Movie Star, and it's about the strangling death in 1982 of an actress named Dominique Dunn. So Dominique was the one of the stars of Poltergeist, which was a huge movie. A lot of uh, TV, move, uh, TV shows, Hill Street Blues, a lot of them. She was dating a guy named John Sweeney, who was a celebrity chef uh, with the hottest restaurant in L.A. Um, uh, back in the early 80s. And she broke up with him, and he strangled her and killed her. Um, and walked her two death. miles to do it. So the prosecution said, that's first-degree murder. That's premeditation. He said it was a crime of passion. So Because he admitted to strangling her. Oh, yeah. He admitted it on the spot. Right. And so um, it really came down to, should this be involuntary manslaughter, which, you know, you serve a couple of years and you're out, or should it be murder? Well, this case went haywire. And there was a woman who dated John Sweeney right before uh, he met Dominique. And she tells a story, her name is Lillian, that he beat her, he kicked her, he punched her, he broke her nose, he broke her arm, she went to the hospital several times. The prosecution wanted the jury to hear this because they wanted to show when Sweeney got pissed, he attacked, and that was intentional. Judge wouldn't let it in. Said it was unfair to Sweeney. So for That's the, just the beginning. Yeah, but for the special, we actually spoke to Lillian. We also spoke to. We some found of, her. Yeah, we found Lillian. Uh, we also spoke to some jurors uh, who were on the case, and uh, here's what they here's what Lillian wanted to say, and how that would have in fact impacted the jurors. He was stronger than I was. He would hold me down, or. I was standing up and he would hold me that I couldn't move. And he broke my arm. He broke my nose. He pushed me down the stairs of my apartment. That's when I went to the hospital once too. That was very difficult to watch. Um, I'm a little choked up, more than a little choked up to see her and to uh, hear what she went through. Would she have made a difference to you? Yes, a, a, a huge difference. It, it would have made all the difference in the world. In other words, they would have found him guilty of murder. Guess what? After he got out, he served two and a half years after the conviction. Um, he did it again. And he brutalized another woman and she, got a she filed for a restraining order, went to the police, and then ran for her life. Um, and uh, we found John Sweeney up in Northern California. Yeah. And I got to tell you, on top of everything else, wait till you hear this story at her funeral where a huge movie star was so outraged by what he did. By what he, John Sweeney had done. What right. Sweeney had done, that he offered to put a hit out on John Sweeney when he was in jail. A big movie star. And we get into that as well. It's just a shocking case. Hey, I am Frankie from the beautiful Canadian Rockies. I'm really interested in watching your program this evening. I haven't seen something on Dominique Dunn for a very long time, and it's a story that needs to be told. Well, it will. Tonight uh, on Fox at 9, 8 Central, um, it is really a startling story. And most of it was new to me. I had heard about Dominique Dunn. I knew that she had been uh, killed, but I didn't know the details. And I it covered is, it. I yeah. covered it when I was a young reporter, and um, it stayed with me to this day. A 
terrifying sight in downtown LA today. Although, I, I wonder how many people in downtown LA, when they saw this, thought, oh, this is a movie being shot. Right. Because um, it looks like a movie being shot. It looks like it. A woman clinging. That is real life, folks. Yeah, this was not a movie. Uh, this woman, her name is Ali Zacharias. She's going to join us in a second. The reason she was clinging to the hood of that car, she says the people inside the car stole her dog, stole her uh, French bulldog named Onyx, who was uh, downtown with her. Uh, they were enjoying a, a nice day. It was beautiful weather this weekend in L.A. And then suddenly someone walked up and snatched Onyx away from Allie. And she was not about to give up her dog without a fight. So uh, joining us now uh, for the latest on what happened here and how she's doing after that terrifying ride on the hood of the car is Allie Zacharias. Allie, welcome to TMZ Live. Hey, Allie. Thank you for having me. First of all, Allie, I, I am so sorry. I mean, we're both dog lovers, and just the idea, and they got away with your dog, ultimately. Um, and we're so, so sorry. This is awful. Um, can you kind of take us back and just kind of paint a picture of how this all happened? Well, it actually started right where I am right here at Whole Foods. I was actually sitting at this table. And um, I was feeding Onyx meatballs and enjoying spoiling him. And the next thing I know, he's uh, tugging on the leash and I let go a little bit to look up to somebody picking him up and spinning around and moving right over there to the car, right on the street, right, right behind me. Mm. And um, I didn't know what to do. So I tried to follow after him and she jumped into the car and I decided to stand in front of the car and say, stop, you can't drive. And they didn't stop when I stood in front of the car. They drove right into me until I fell onto the hood. And rather than jumping off the hood when they started to take off, I said, I'm not letting go. I'm staying with my dog as, as close as I am to him. And so I, I clung on to the windshield wipers and we took off. How far did, did they go, Allie? And what happened, obviously, you were either thrown from the car or you escaped, what what happened? Um, it must have slowed down from the video. I also am not sure how I'm not worse hurt. Um, I thought that I was gonna die when I was on the car at that speed. It was very scary. I didn't know how this was gonna end. I, I was looking down, I saw the asphalt just flying by me and I didn't know how I was gonna get off the car. Um, I. There's a point when, you know, I stopped thinking about Onyx and just was like fearing for my own life. Once I did fall off the car and I spun on the, I rolled a few times on the asphalt and I got up and I dusted myself off and I tried to, you know, run after them and take a picture of the license plate and I missed it. And I just felt completely alone and um, defeated and so sad and just in shock that Onyx was gone. Did people come up to you at that point once you had been thrown there from the car? There was no one around. The two blocks down from Whole Foods that were, where I actually rolled off the car, nobody was there. Allie, can I ask you something? I mean, you're in an area, I mean, there are cameras everywhere, but have you, or have you the talked police. to the police yeah. about pulling surveillance video to get a license number on these criminals? I mean, the thing is that their license plate was whited out. They whited out their license oh, plate. Oh, gosh. Oh. So that was the first problem, the first obstacle. But I was told that they were going to use the surveillance cameras to go back to a point when their license plate wasn't whited out. Like, maybe they whited it out around the corner. Right, right. 
Have um, you, you've but, gone to the police, right? Yes, but now a second police has told me that they're not going to do that. So They're not going to look? Don't, I don't know how the detectives are going to figure this out. I mean, it's a Kia Forte, and we know the last two digits, so I would think that you could cross-check it enough to get to the car. I, I, I have to say something that, you know, we covered and we broke a lot of these stories when Lady Gaga's dog walker was walking her French bulldogs and got shot um, as a result. The police spent a lot of time on that case. And I would hope, you know, this guy got shot, right. which, you know, is as bad as it gets. But still, I mean, you ending up on the hood of the I car. Mean, you were almost killed. I know. I would hope the police yeah. would give you the attention they gave her. It, and I wouldn't have gotten it without the press. The press has really helped me. Um, I think that they weren't helping so much, and now this like lit a fire under them. Good. Uh, so starting just this weekend, they were much more responsive. And wow. this is you—you you know, this is a big thing all over the country now. People French are stealing bulldogs. these dogs yeah. because they're yeah. worth a lot of money. It's too bad that they're worth so much money. I wish they were just not expensive, so people would leave them alone. Yeah. yeah. God, well, we're so sorry. Sorry for uh, the loss of Onyx at this point. We hope that uh, the yeah. police can sort this out. We're glad that you're okay. Thank you so much for helping me get the word out there. I mean, I, I, I just want to say to the people, if they're watching this, like, I would do anything for him back. I don't want to press charges. I don't care about anything except getting him back. The heat will be off them if they just let him go somewhere. But real quick, was the dog chipped? He's not chipped. Oh. Well, hopefully you get the dog back. Um, we're, again, so yeah. sorry, and we're crossing our fingers, Allie. Thanks, Allie. Thank you, guys. So nice to meet you. All right. Nice meeting you. You know, for every uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, <laughs> there has to be uh, another NFL superstar who didn't make it to the big game. Uh, and on the Chiefs' way to get into the Super Bowl, they did beat the Bills. And the Bills quarterback, Josh Allen, himself has a, a celebrity girlfriend. But they are not <laughs> worried about Vegas. They're just here in Southern California doing their thing. Haley Steinfeld and Josh Allen. We're out in Laguna, tooling around. Oh, it must have been so nice this weekend, because it was so nice in L.A. Laguna must have been beautiful. I, I think it's really interesting, though, because it's clear that he didn't watch either of those games yesterday. And, and I think that's uh, notable for a Bills quarterback, a, a superstar NFL player, to not really care about the AFC Championship or the or NFC is Championship. It, or or, or is it too painful? Yeah, too uh, painful. I, probably a little bit of both, but, I mean, you would think that you'd want to watch your competition and maybe get better. I, I, I don't know. If I'm a Bills fan, I'm not thrilled seeing this. I'd like to see him the maybe watch The guy's got to have some off time, right? Yeah, I mean, but you would do that it, on Monday? I, I would think like, he'd watch the game, too, right. honestly. Right. He, he could you could have taken this date on Monday or on Saturday or whatever. Why did they have to be during the games? I, I think it's interesting that he, he went away from the championship Sunday to go hang out with his girlfriend. I think it's too painful. Hi, my name is Justin Wilhite. I'm from California. And I'll tell you what, if I was Bill's quarterback, I would not want to be watching Taylor Bowl one myself either. <laughs> Taylor <And>, Bowl. <laughs> and first, I'd like to apologize to Mr. Josh Allen for... Uh, drafting him number one in my fantasy oh. football this year and go with DFL. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Mr. Allen. My apologies. It's your fault. All right. Well, <laughs> at least now he knows. He didn't need to watch the game. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. How are 10-year-old Northwest and 11-year-old Penelope Disick emulating a scene from Saltburn? Not just a scene. A nude scene where... Um, dancing, the dancing scene. Right, where Barry dances uh, yeah. naked. Exactly, dance around naked. But apparently they learned the dance somewhere. Um, <laughs> here it is. They are clothed, of course. Right, right, right. Hey, 
<laughs> I think I, I figured it out. What? This is, it's someone put it on TikTok, right? Someone saw the, the movie, an adult saw the oh. movie, and then probably put it on TikTok, and that's where they Boy, probably learned Well, you cracked this it. case, I'll well, tell you. It always comes back to TikTok when it's north, right? Because I'm hoping it wasn't on the family TV. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kardashian life. Yeah. Oh, God. We'll see you tomorrow.